Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Hello and welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Deja Vu Nate. <laughs> He's saying Deja Vu Nate because we had to record the second time. And so we just had to repeat this uh, whole thing again. But this is our episode where we will be talking about Hammock's latest album, Love in the Void. Nate, have you heard this album? Yes, I have heard this album before. Okay. Thank you and for asking. If a listener has not heard this album, what could they do right now if they wanted to listen to the album? Um, they could keep listening to the podcast uh-huh. and finish listening to the whole episode uh-huh. t- to boost up our numbers a little bit. And then they could <laughs> uh-huh. go listen to the album. And then after yeah. they listen to the album, they could come back, back. and listen again yep. to our entire episode with a new perspective because they've listened to the album now, but also boosting up our numbers. <laughs> I should have teed you up a long time ago on this because I love the boosting the numbers talk. That's great. Yeah. Um, if you're not about capitalism and... Uh, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with much I'm of this. I'm excited to see where this um, is going to go. I, I was trying to segue, but um, I was going to say, if you're not into helping the little guy out, um, which I'm not sure that's capitalism, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if yeah. you're not into helping the little guy out, you can also pause the podcast, go listen to the album, and then come right back. Don't Don't stop. Come right back and listen to the album. Or, sorry, to the podcast. That way you have a better feel for the album and what we'll be talking about. And, um, and Nate, what what are your thoughts on uh, on Hammock? You said you listened. Uh, main takeaway, main instrument that, that you really felt like they crushed on this album? Yeah, so I really liked the parts where they were playing all together as a group. Mm, as a group. As, like, a band. Yeah, as, as I, I feel like they did that once or twice, right? Yeah, on the and, album, where it's like, whoa, they're all doing stuff. Yeah, together. and like the, yeah. there is not just one instrument, but there is like another instrument and another oh. instrument, and all those instruments hmm. like they come together and make this beautiful wow. noise. So wow. that was kind of my my favorite part. Yeah, of the album. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I feel like. Uh, I feel like that might be my favorite. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, we so, should, we should okay. Take... On a serious okay. note, um, yes. we've known about... I'm going to not answer your question, then answer it. We've known yeah. about Hammock for a long time. Yes. They're kind of, they're kind of like the OG instrumental band for yeah. potentially both of us in terms yeah. of like... Am, definitely in terms of ambient stuff, but then even like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if these guys are considered post-rock, but, like, they're, like, post They're, like, soft post-rock. Yeah. Um, and so, like, Caspian Light. And so, uh, yeah, these guys are kind of just, like, right up our alley in terms of yeah. what we like. And so you talked about instruments. Yes. Uh, electric. Mm-hmm. Lots of textures and synths. Yep. Like heavy use of drums. Yeah. 
Um, and then minimal vocals, but like really good vocals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think this is a type of record that is kind of handmade for guys like us. Um, yeah. Hammock, their last four records have been all really ambient. Yeah. Um, this this record, this new one, Love in the Void, is more of a callback to uh, yeah. Everything and Nothing, I yeah. think. Is that the name of the, that record with it's, the uh, it's, carousel? Um, um, I think that's what I it's called. That's what it is called. So the two, I view the two records very similarly, even though yep. they're different. Um, it's funny. I actually have a quick story about that record. Yeah, tell me. In college, I bought that record on iTunes because I had a mm. gift card. Yeah. And I was like, I know I'm supposed to like this based off of the stuff that I was listening to at the time. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that record after buying it and was like, this shit sucks. <laughs> I was like, I hate this boring ass instrumental music. And what's yeah. funny is just how dynamic that record is. Uh-huh. It's like it's like really dynamic and the same is yeah. true about this record. But um and I would, had no idea how much more boring, quote unquote, they were going to get. And I love yeah. their more ambient records too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah. I was really pissed. But now I'm, I'm not. I'm still actually kind of pissed that I spent money on an album, digital album now with streaming. But yeah, I'm glad. That's. I'm sure all that money went straight to them. So I'm glad. Yes. I did that. Yes. I heard iTunes used to do all of their stuff uh, pro bono. Uh, yeah, I heard that iTunes actually matched fifty percent. Yeah. So like, if yeah. you bought an album for ten bucks, they would give the artist they an would extra add five. five. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. That's why artists uh, never historically needed a tour to make money. Yeah. Just a little, little music history. For yep. You you're guys. welcome, listeners. Yep. yep. Just another uh, service we provide here. Yep. Um, so Andrew, so, yeah, you talk now. Well, uh, okay. So I was just looking. The first album of theirs I listened to was 2012. Uh, their album Departure Songs, which I haven't even looked further back than that. I mean, they have so many albums since then that like I've had plenty of hammock to listen to since then. Um, but I don't know when they started. I don't know all this stuff. All I know is. As far as instrumental bands and respected instrumental bands, I don't know that you can get better than Hammock. Um, at least in my friend groups and circles, like uh, not only are they the OG, but I don't think they've ever put out an album, even talking about the fact that they've gone from some very dynamic music to some very ambient music and back to dynamic. I've never heard someone go like I just don't like the new hammock album not to say that that doesn't happen but I feel like there's at least a general respect for everything that they do no matter what style they're currently doing and one of the things that we talk about probably more than most music listeners do is production but I feel like weirdly that's one that usually comes in at the end of a conversation but hammock these guys are freaking like engineers or like i mean they they literally write music for soundtracks now and like movie stuff like 
like they're big deals from that standpoint and they know how to layer stuff and you need to as an instrumental band I get that but there are some bands out there that are instrumental bands and rely on other people for that production element where Hammock has always been very hands on to my understanding with the production and recording production engineering and what you hear is basically them not just as the people playing the instruments but as the people mixing and <clears throat> doing all that back end stuff too so I just feel like it's worth mentioning it at the top I don't know that you can get better sounding instrumental music than what Hammock gives you so sure there's a billion layers to all their stuff and there's so much happening but I feel like I just need to start by mentioning that as a as a thing I don't know if we need to go off of that but um, well I mean any a basic ass comment here yep. the production is good it's really good I know <laughs> and it's kind of weirdly a given at this point that like it would be weird if you listen to a hammock album and it didn't sound good um It'd be weird if, like, listening, whether it's on your phone or um, with nice headphones on or whatever, if you weren't blown away by their production or just going like, yep, this is on par, um, at the very least, if not mind-blowing. Excuse me. Um, The other thing you mentioned that I thought I'd just quick mention, you said it's kind of their music's hand-picked for us or handmade for us. So... Nate and I are suckers for um, cohesive albums, for concept albums, um, what have you. I, I'll at least say for myself, but I feel like I can speak for you enough that like, if someone does that and does that well, it's a very cohesive or a concept album, um, we probably are going to love the album. Um, that's kind of, a, at least for me, a... Like not an easy task to do, but if someone does it, I reward them for doing it. And Hammock obviously does not like they'll have some lyrics here, they'll have some vocals, but usually lyrics carry a concept. Music carries a um, cohesion to to the sound, obviously, to making it all sound good. One thing that Hammock weirdly feels like they do which I think is a big deal for instrumental, is every album, to me, feels like a concept album that is also cohesive. And I feel like a lot of instrumental bands, it ends at cohesive and never gets a concept. I have no clue why I feel this way about Hammock. There is no facts. It's not like, oh, well, if you look at the lyric, they were doing this or that. But it's just, I think it's the production, honestly, that everything ties together everything they do feels so intentional that you're just like i mean they have to have some idea around this album and all the songs sound cohesive and so it just feels like a concept album sans lyrics mostly um i don't know if that makes sense or not but to me that's one of my predominant thoughts with hammock is everything doesn't just feel cohesive it feels like it's a concept um, oh, yeah. Any thoughts on that, Nate? Yeah, I mean, for anybody who... I haven't done a lot of research on this record, 
But for anybody who wants to call Andrew out on his bullcrap, unfortunately, he's not bullcrapping you this time. Uh, And I notice that mainly with their trilogy of recent ambient records, um, where you listen to them and they're so cohesive, but they do have this concept. And so um, they have interviews and stuff talking about each one of those records and their unique concepts and how the three of them are connected, but also how the three of them are different. And so I just encourage anyone to do uh, some research on that. The first one, Mysterium, Mm -hmm. definitely deals with like death and loss and... It feels very like angelic and yeah. spiritual, and I don't even like. I I think these guys have some like spiritual upbringings. I don't know if they consider themselves still spiritual, but that like that shines through that record, um, and it feels just like very conceptual to me. So I I've actually never thought of categorizing them that way Andrew but I think you hit the nail on the head with that one yeah and good for them because I I didn't have any background I should do more research before I open my mouth however good for them in actually being uh, like having these concepts for things and the fact that they are so good at what they do that I just had those feelings and those thoughts and those emotions without actually knowing any of that, I think that actually speaks really highly of their skill as as artists. Um, I, and Andrew, so, uh, real yeah. quick, before you transition, because yeah. I think this is a huge... In the last episode, we talked about like bigger conversations within these tiny, tiny ones. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes we look for confirmation or we want the artist to tell us how we should listen to something yeah but it's funny and that's one reason why i love interviews and one reason why i hate interviews is like sometimes it's beautiful like not knowing and yet feeling or experiencing so like you you had no idea whether they made these as concept records or not and yet you can feel it and you can make that a guess or assumption. And I kind of like that better than hearing from the band. Oh, this is a concept record. You should listen to it like this. Um, To just experience it naturally that way is beautiful. So, yes. So that's true with all other things, but keep going. Yeah. Sorry. I should just say, I I fully agree with that. Um, It's been something Obviously, with having a podcast where we are doing interviews with artists occasionally that I think we're both aware of, of just trying to give the artists outs where they need them and trying to make sure that our questions don't pigeonhole an artist into like having to be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what the song is about and it's the only way this can be interpreted or or this is how you should approach this. Again, there is that kind of duality um, their two interviews and, and we've had experiences where we've maybe known background of songs and started to dive into it and after we dove in the artist is like I really don't want to I don't want to continue down this path because it's really important 
to me that people can experience things without knowing all the detail that would drive them to always thinking about this is how this song should be listened to. Um, and obviously for an instrumental band like Hammock, I think it's really important that there is that room for interpretation of their music, of how it's supposed to make you feel, of how how you're supposed to interpret whatever they're doing musically without any lyrics and the feel and emotions behind it. So, um, you You mentioned some predominant instruments there very obviously electric guitar very heavy i feel like um like we mentioned caspian on this uh, obviously caspian's extremely heavy on guitars um but i would say as far as some of the instrumental bands that i do listen to hammock's probably the second heaviest even though there's a wide gap between them and caspian of that but they especially this type of an album that hammock is doing and, and i should just talk about love in the void um because it is a heavier album for them it is extremely dynamic and they utilize electric guitars quite a bit on this uh on this record and then obviously whatever hundreds of sound effects they're using in the background uh synth effects ambient effects to create all the texture that they always do um they're incredible with that there are some vocals on the album, um, which it, it's hard because I'm not re-listening to all of Old Hammock before this, but I feel like there's at least as much, if not more, vocals on this than I remember on past Hammock records. Um, and yeah, I would say it's slight, like lyrics. slightly more than Everything and Nothing, which yeah. was kind of the first record I really got into them with. Yep. Um, and you know me, I'm bad going back and listening to stuff. <laughs> I really should listen to their first records. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think, I forget which one, but their most well-known and respected record is one one I haven't even listened to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, this is a lot of singing for them. Yeah. Any other thoughts on... On instruments, on flow, um, yeah, listing. I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah, I think it's an album that gets big early and then kind of mm-hmm. evens out at the end, and then yeah. gets kind of fuller at the very end. Yeah. Um, they. So we we talk uh, so Andrew and I don't listen to a ton of instrumental music. I'm yeah. starting to listen a lot more recently, and I'm trying to get more into instrumental stuff. But to be honest, we don't have the biggest uh, breadth of knowledge, and so that's one reason why we talk about Caspian so much because it is the one other band that we've listened to a lot, yes. and. Yes. One thing with Caspian is no matter what type of song they have, I think for the most part, they're really high in dynamics. Even if it's a quieter song, it's still usually pretty dynamic. And what I noticed about this hammock record is they can be very dynamic, but they can also like remove those dynamics and be a lot more straightforward and... um, even keel and so i kind of like that balance of not every song is gonna crescendo not every song is gonna um, have this build or 
this valley and peak. But yes. um, there are definitely those songs on this album. Yes. I think "Love and Void" is "Love in the Void." It's the title track, the first like example of that big buildup. But then there's a lot of tracks on here, especially in the second half, that just very straightforward. And yep. I think what's I like about those types of songs and for instrumental music is it's beautiful or like really nice to have in the background while working and you yes. just get kind of lost in it. Yes. Um, yes. And so I like having that balance of just yep. the type of stuff you can get lost in and then the type of stuff yep. that like then all of a sudden a track comes and bam, you're, it grabs your attention. So Yeah. Yep. I have listened to this album so much in the background that it's kind of just like my go-to for I'm working um, and I definitely don't want something with lyrics that are distracting me or what have you like depends on the work I'm doing however I have listened to this so much that my uh, Apple Music when which is tied to our Amazon Echo if we just ask it to play music it just thinks we want to listen to Hammond, <laughs> which is kind of annoying because you want it to kind of shuffle your library and be able to skip. But it's also so funny how it just like you're like, hey, play music. And uh, and it just starts this like super ambient or what have you. Like it takes a while because a lot of their songs swell in. It takes a little while to tell like, oh, it just it's just playing Hammond <laughs> right now, that's so funny. Uh, which is very funny. And, and that's. I don't think it's actually just this album. It's also their old stuff because that's been the case. Like, I listen to a lot of soundtrack stuff and a lot of hammock um, when I'm working. Those are those are kind of go tos. So, um, yeah. Um, so, I feel like one of the things that makes this a trickier album to talk about is the fact that. There is a big range to what they do. However, they're doing the range in songs. So it's hard to be like, hey, this track versus this track. Although that does happen. Like there's tracks like Undoing, um, if if I'm correct, Undoing or Absorbed in Light. It's one of those is like a pretty straightforward um, track compared to um, It's Okay to Be Afraid of the Universe, which is obviously the longest one on this but there's so much up and down in that and love in the void like uh the end is the beginning uh those tracks have those huge moments of of um quiet and ambient to huge guitars just slamming in um huge leads uh what have you um and i would also say that it's one of the trickiest albums we've ever done from picking a favorite track because of how they write albums and everything is very cohesive and it's hard to remove any song because it feels like they're all excellent, obviously, and removing one track feels like it would just not be the same album. I don't know if that makes sense. So, So saying, hey, this song is is better or even hey this song shouldn't be here is really hard to retrack list or think through that stuff which hats off to them it's just they did such a great job with that um before we jump in and actually just pick a favorite song nate what are your thoughts i want to just real quick um 
Like, where does this rank for you in hammock albums? And what are your thoughts on, um, I don't know, track listing or album artwork or anything else kind of on the take a step back a little bit from this album? Yeah, so for me, I think it's slightly below everything and nothing, um, which is either my first or second favorite um, hammock album. The one that I might be my favorite, and I'm probably leaning towards being my favorite, is Universalist. Uh, or Universalis. I think it's Universalis. I have no idea. But um, first off, like, goaded album cover for that record. Um, Same, I love Mysteriums, too. Yeah, the the trilogy is just so cool. But it is. What's weird, what I love about Universalis is it's an ambient record that feels, like, dynamic to me. I can't, like... Yeah. It's... And there's just not, they find this really beautiful balance, which, and it's so cohesive. And, um, but yeah, so I mean, I would say in terms of Hammock, for them to be this deep into their career, like 15 years in, they're at least 15 in. Yeah. And to still be putting out high quality stuff. Like, if somebody says this is their favorite Hammock album, I'm like, okay. Yeah, like that's cool. Like that's a great opinion. Like not, it's yeah. not mine, but like I get it. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, I mean that's just what's so impressive to me. And then, I think the track listing flows very well. Um, yeah, especially, and it's cliche to talk about opener and closers, but I'm a cli- I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world, and <laughs> procession and the end is the beginning are just really great yeah. opener and closers. Yeah. Um, and then I think the rest of the record flows very well. I think they mix it up. For it being 13 tracks in an hour 12 long, they yeah. mix it up enough to keep it interesting. At least, yeah. like, Universalis, it's under an hour. Mysterium, it's under an hour. Um, yep. So... But for this one, it's 12 minutes over that hour mark, but it's still really interesting. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on track listing or anything like that? Yeah. Um, so, I do really like... So, you mentioned the three ambient uh, albums before this, and that this is kind of a return to some of their earlier stuff, and it's more dynamic, it's heavier... Um, I like that the three albums that are tied together had somewhat similar um, album artwork. And I love how bold and contrasting this album artwork is. I feel like that that right away was like, oh, wow. this like It didn't look like a hammock album to me right away just by that album cover. <laughs> it looks like Under um, Oath. It does. Yeah. I just noticed that for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I had never thought about that, but you're you're right on. Um, definitely did not feel like them. But the more I listen to them, the artwork's perfect with it. So that's just a mention with artwork. Um, I, I also get it seeming like it's like the easy tee-up beginning and ending. But I would say the first two tracks 
how they work together and the closer um, a little bit I feel like I feel like it is track listed really well they do a very good job of separating tracks that would sound similar if you put them back to back to back because I think most instrumental bands your how you start the song is probably soft and it ends in a big swell that's an overgeneralization but that's kind of the experience of instrumental music a lot it's like you start very ambient and bare bones then you get huge and you either end huge or you bring it down at the very end but that's kind of at least for me the instrumental experience Hammock does that on the album and certain songs but they make sure that they separate those songs so you're not just like oh this again like low build it up high and then next song low build it up high next song low build right like they're they spread out those tracks really well um and there are some tracks that are almost just straight like normal songs with very ambient textured vocals uh there's some female vocals on the album that i would say are like that's one or two of the songs are like very prevalent um female voices on it and um and those are probably the songs that feel the most like straightforward like oh yeah this is almost just a regular band song not an instrumental band song um while still sounding like hammock which is always always impressive how they can have this range to their music and uh and still at the end of the day be like oh yeah but it's so it's so them so um and then for me favorite track uh did you have any guesses i don't know if this is like i mean because i didn't guess the obvious choice last episode i'm going to guess the obvious choice this episode and now i'm gonna be wrong but i'll guess love in the void that is it yeah yep so good job um i'll say some of the things i love i am a sucker for it's called tremolo picking at the end of the song where you hear that just really fast electric guitar picking up high um i had to make an intentional effort when i was playing music uh especially at church that like i was not overusing tremolo picking because i'm a sucker for it i think it's like i feel like you can do it in almost every song that you can get semi-ambient and it works and it always adds the right feel that's that's my personal thought but it's it's something i have to temper wanting to do and i love hammock has done it in the past it's not like the first time they've done it but they haven't done it in a little while if my memory serves me correct so first time hearing that i was like like not like hammock's back but like this is like this is kind of what i personally wanted out of it um and then just the the guitar leads in that gets stuck in my head the rest of the day so i think that song is great it it was probably between Love in the Void and The End is the Beginning. Like, I really feel like those are really good bookends. Obviously, Procession is amazing, but because I love Love in the Void so much, it feels like Procession is just leading me to where I naturally want to go, which is Love in the, uh, love in the Void. Um, all right. What else we got to do? Guess mine. 
I didn't want to do that. Um, There's only 13 okay. songs. I know. It's only an hour and 13 minutes. Uh, okay. You know what's really funny? So, last album, and I don't want it. Yeah, I mean, last album, I wasn't going to guess last track, but I want to guess last track here. Do it. I feel like it's not. Do Should it. Should I? Should I? Okay. Do it. The end is the beginning. Is that yeah, that's actually name? correct. Okay. Uh, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I just, I mean, you brought up the time of the album, hour 12, like 13 tracks. I mean, the last song better be good. Yeah. <laughs> the seven and a half last minute, last track sh- should be a banger. And for me, it's just the most like beautiful part of the album. Yeah. Um, and to close on that beautiful note, that's still very textured, very dense. Um, and then I like the way they like slow it down at the end, which is really weird, um, which is really cool. Um, I just think it's the perfect way to close the album. And then for me, it ties a lot of the sounds together. So like in the back half yes. of the record, they kind of stray away from a lot of the earlier sounds. Yep. And I think this song brings it back and sort of ties that loop. So I like what it how it functions on the record too. Yeah. Yep. I agree. That's a really good good point. It it probably gets the weirdest that Hammock does, even though it might not be musically the weirdest, but it really strays their tracks like seven through twelve. Like like that's kind of the range is that later portion of the album starts to go like oh this is definitely different um than what it started as and i agree it bookends very nicely all right any final thoughts before we close no sir all right well thank you for listening to this episode we hope that you like hammock's latest album if you don't please let us know just because i'm not used to people saying in my friend group oh I don't like this because blank and I would love to hear your reasons for maybe not loving this album uh, if that's the case but I would also equally love to hear um, why you love this album your favorite track Um, where does this rank for you I didn't even say but this is probably top top three um, hammock albums for me Um, and I don't feel like picking between those three or ranking but it's up there for me. I love this album. So, um, yeah, let us know all those things. You can follow us on socials, on Twitter and Instagram at LDLpod. And you can also email us at listening at gmail.com. We thank you for sticking around for this episode. If you haven't yet, uh, please hit the subscribe button. That helps us out a lot. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, that really does help the podcast um continue to exist and do cool things so uh thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day
LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James.